Our reading for this Sunday, the first Sunday in Advent, comes from Luke, the 21st chapter. Jesus said, there will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars, and on earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. When he told them a parable, he said, look at the fig tree and all the trees. As soon as they sprout leaves, you can see for yourselves and know that summer is already near. So also when you see these things taking place, you know that the kingdom of God is near. Truly, I tell you, this generation will not pass away until all these things have taken place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will not pass away. Be on guard, therefore, so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. So be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Grace to you and peace from God our Creator and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. This Sunday, I want to start off my sermon with a little quiz. So my question is, what do the years 400, 1033, 1600, 1694, 719, and 1805, all common era, have in common? Any guesses? These are just a handful of years during which the world was predicted to end due to what many refer to as an apocalyptic event. And while the apocalypse and talk about the end of times is often associated with people who don't always have all the cards in the deck, so to speak, there are actually many educated people, including scientists, mathematicians, and respected religious leaders from a variety of different religious traditions, by the way, who made some of these predictions. For instance, in 400, Martin of Tours, a well-known and respected French bishop, said the world would certainly end before then. 1033 was a prediction made by several Christians that Jesus would return 1,000 years after Jesus' death, resurrection, ascension. This one actually makes some sense to me. I get that one. 1600 was the date that Martin Luther predicted the world would end. 1694 was the date that both an Anglican priest, John Mason, and a Calvinist minister, John Heinrich Alsted, both thought the millennium, which was the supposed 1,000-year reign of Jesus that would mark the beginning of the end times, would begin. 1719 was the date that mathematician Jacob Bernoulli, who was most well-known for his contributions to the present-day calculus, very smart guy, thought that the world would end by a comment that would destroy the earth. And 1805 
was the date that Christopher Love, a Presbyterian minister, predicted the destruction of the world by an earthquake, followed by an age of everlasting peace when God would be known by all. Now, of course, there have also been many throughout history who took their ideas of this end times event and predictions too far. And they've actually caused a lot of harm and fear around even talking about this idea. The one that comes to mind for me was one that I was alive during this time. And it was the Heaven's Gate cult incident, which many of you might remember back in 1997. And that was led by Marshall Applewhite, in which he and 38 of his followers committed suicide so that they could catch an alien spaceship riding on the tail of a comet. But while there are many of those as well, it's interesting to note how many significant people and well-educated leaders throughout history have also predicted these end time events. And what's so interesting about all of this is that the word apocalypse, while it does come from the Greek, it simply means to uncover. So theoretically, taking the lid off of your turkey or your green bean casserole could be described as an apocalyptic event. Hopefully not with any end times events, though, that come with it. Anyway, while the word apocalypse does exist, and we as Christians use this word to describe the books of Daniel and Revelation, we classify them as apocalyptic literature, we say, books that uncover a different way to understand God, so to speak, right? Ironically, the Greek word apocalypse doesn't occur in scripture at all. So all the end of the world predictions and things attributed to them, the rapture, the millennia, the tribulation, all of that is made up by humans that take signs and numbers and try to piece them together in scripture to figure out when Jesus will come again. Personally, I think we're better off not trying to predict it because it frequently says in scripture that no one will know the day nor the hour when the son of man will return, which to me means if we keep predicting it, it's never going to happen. But even Jesus at one point in scripture says he didn't even know when this would happen. But in case you're worried and want to prepare the next year to look out for is 2026. Anyway, why on earth would I bring all of this up on the first Sunday in Advent? Well, actually, our gospel lesson for today brings it up. Jesus said there will be signs in the sun, the moon, the stars, and on the earth, distress among nations, confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world, for the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. And now when all these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. And then Jesus concludes by saying, be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Not exactly the image of Advent that we think of, is it? When we think of Advent, we often think about the beautiful music, the worship, the wreaths, the candles, the manger scenes, the devotions, and preparing our hearts and homes for Jesus coming 
at Christmas. But as you may or may not know, the word Advent means coming. And while we very appropriately focus on the beautiful story of Christmas during this season, the story of God coming to earth in the form of an innocent, defenseless human baby born to parents of humble means, and both heaven and earth praising that Christ the Messiah has finally arrived. He has been born and has indeed come to save the world. As we have this beautiful image of Christmas in our minds, it is easy for us to forget that it's not only that coming of Jesus so long ago that we celebrate during Advent. Because as Christians, we not only celebrate the coming of Christ to earth over 2,000 years ago now, to be born, to live, to die for our sins, and then be resurrected, promising us new and eternal life and hope for a better world. But we also celebrate and anticipate Jesus' promise to one day come again and finish what God started and what Jesus will one day bring to completion, the kingdom of God, which Isaiah foretold in the book of Revelation beautifully describes as a time when God will fully live among God's people. A time when mourning and crying and pain will be no more. Death will be no more. There will be healing of the nations and of division and of injustice. And all people will dwell together in peace in the presence of God. Now that is a beautiful image that we should add to our Advent traditions, don't you think? And as Christians, that's what we all want. That's why humans throughout history have tried to predict the end of the world and when Jesus will come, because so many of us want to see that end. So many of us are tired of all the pain and injustice and anger and frustration and fear and all those things. We want to see that prediction, that world, that kingdom, that promise come to fruition. But it's been over 2,000 years. Is this really worth hoping for still? Is Jesus really coming again or was just this some metaphor and something else that Jesus made up? Are we just as crazy as all those doomsday people that we even still believe that Jesus will come again after 2,000 years? No, I don't believe it's crazy. And yes, I do believe it is worth hoping for because God keeps God's promises. Our Old Testament reading from Jeremiah, a beautiful one for today, says, The days are surely coming, says the Lord, when I will fulfill the promise I made to the house of Israel and the house of Judah. In those days and at that time, I will cause a righteous branch to spring up for David, and he shall execute justice and righteousness in the land. And in those days, Judah will be saved and Jerusalem will live in safety. And this is the name by which it will be called. The Lord is our righteousness. That branch from David, that we believe to be Jesus, our Messiah. And as we look throughout scripture, 
We find many times when God has fulfilled God's promises to humanity. So what do we do with all of this now? Do we just sit idly by and wait for Jesus to come again? No. Because Jesus also says that the kingdom of God is already here now and yet is still to come. It's both now and in the future. And so we are called to be Christ's representatives of this kingdom of God. Throughout history, God is known for involving humanity in the work of justice and healing, as well as care for all of creation, including humanity itself. And that beautiful image of the kingdom of God will one day be a reality, one that is very much worth hoping for and looking toward. So friends in Christ, in this Advent season, as we look back to the coming of Christ as a baby in a manger, bringing hope, joy, peace, and love to all, may we also continue to look forward with equal hope and anticipation of the fulfillment of God's kingdom as we work together to proclaim and prepare the world for the coming of Christ. Amen.